Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Good morning, girls. <laughs> it's always such a shock when you push the button and somebody says you're live and you're like, oh my goodness. So, um, wonderful. How are you? Welcome to Sisterhood. Amen. IGTV live style number. Can anyone tell me what number it is? All right. It is number... 17. Oh my goodness, did I just say that with an American accent? I think I did. It is not number, it's number. Number. Everyone say number. Number 17. Anyway, I have been sitting here, <laughs> as always, every single week. You sit here in front of the screen and you watch that time, and then it suddenly ticks over to 5 p.m. 10 a.m., actually, in Australia, and you think, goodness, here we are. So praise the Lord. Welcome to everyone. Lovely to see you. You're actually all coming on nice and fast. So well done, girls. You've been learning to set your alarm clock and um, be part of this. And I, I love your heart and soul. Amen. I've been a little bit nervous, actually. I've been sitting here actually nervous all afternoon for the last three or four hours, quite literally. And I'm like, am I just like, is, am I not well? Because <laughs> I feel faint. I felt faint. And then I, am I nervous? Am I nervous about this? And then I'm thinking, well, maybe it's the Holy Spirit. Maybe the Holy Spirit is really going to do something beautiful today. And that's what I'm hoping for because um, it, it kind of felt like, can I just be real with you girls? It kind of felt like um, when you stand side of stage to go on the really big platform at like Hillsong Conference or Color and you just feel this, this weightiness and you feel this um, vulnerability actually. And you're like, oh, Father God, help us in Jesus' name. It's kind of... It's kind of awful and awesome. And if you've ever stood side of stage and gone onto the big platforms, you know, those big, weighty, influential platforms, you know what I'm talking about. But I say it's kind of awful and awesome because it's awful because you don't like the feeling and you feel kind of vulnerable and you feel, you know, like, God, I can't do this. And then it's kind of also awesome because that's when you switch out and you go, you know what, I can't do anything except in a strength. And I'm going to do this in your name, Father. And it, and it just keeps you sweet before the Lord. Amen. I mean, I'm just raving on as you girls come on board in Jesus' name. Amen. So oftentimes I put it on this Instagram um, when we're um, advertising it and reminding you of what's coming up. I often have several hashtags. One is Thursday's Girls. Yes, I am chatting. Hallelujah. Nice to see you girls. Sarah Karoya, Carolee Fielding, thank you, my darling, you identified, Taya, it's good to see you, Sunshine Coast, yay, beautiful, fantastic, but I put hashtag Thursdays girls, and there's a reason for that, right, because Thursday is our good habit, it is our good habit of gathering together, and I know it makes a huge difference in our lives, it encourages us, and you know, one of the great strengths of our church is actually the women, the feminine heart within our church. And so Thursday's Girls is important. I often put hashtag sisterhood, which is used for a lot of things these days, but that's who we are. We are sisterhood. And so if you are remotely 
starting to forget the power of sisterhood. I love that a couple of weeks ago, Brooke reminded us of the declaration and actually spoke to that. So if you're kind of forgetting, maybe it's time to maybe revisit, reread or skim through the sisterhood book again, because this is who we are in Jesus name. I often put better together. Again, that's quite a common hashtag, but you know what? We are better together. And we are going to be better for this 45, 50 minutes or so that we have together this morning. We are better together because by the grace of God, amen. You can all say amen to this. I see lots of hearts. But by the grace of God, we are a sisterhood who are united in what? In friendship, community, and cause. In Jesus' name, amen. I love that. Okay, had any highlights? Amen. As we just give girls time to, to get on board. Have we had any highlights? Any birthdays this week? Any special big numbers been happening? Sheree Burns, lovely to see you. Catherine Ram, Emma, yes, she's hashtagging better together. Um, any birthdays? Yeah, big ones? Okay, if it's been your birthday, or give a girlfriend a, a shout out there. Chelsea Taylor, love you. Um, any babies being born? Uh, any babies conceived? You want to share it with everyone? <laughs> um, hallelujah. I'm, I'm excited for like um, Joe and Kalia Tamini in New York, so part of our New York family. So she's Hawaiian, gorgeous. Joe is just like a crazy person, and he just posted today that they are having a baby boy, and that's actually very, very beautiful. So we're family together. So yeah, any highlights? Adventures? <laughs> um, I had a highlight a couple of weeks ago, and because Carolee did it last week, um, did this last week, I didn't get to tell you, but I got to have, um, I got to have lunch with Holly, Holly Wagner and Christine Kane, just down the road here. And we, I, I did post a pic, but we just laughed and laughed and laughed. It was so good. And um, just to hang out with them. And Holly wants to actually come and do one of these. She says, you should get me on this IGTV thing. And I'm like, you're on, girl. I'll get you on. But I think she's on holiday at the moment. Chris is definitely on holidays. And, okay, can I just rave for one second before we get to the, the meat of what we're doing this morning? A uh, little highlight for, for me. Um, been high... I was going to say hijacking. No, no hijacking happening. I've been, what have I been doing? Um, kayaking. <laughs> Girls, I actually kayaked on the weekend. I know. I know. I should post pictures of that. But anyway, because it is summer here, all right, and there is water here. So, um, yeah, don't be jealous. Okay, don't be envious. I can see a lot of you actually are, are on holidays and doing lovely things, wintry things like going up to the Blue Mountains and what have you. But um, yeah, so anyway, hysterical girls. It's like a comedy watching me get on and off a kayak. It's like I do not bend the way I used to when I was younger. And um, praise God, I only fell in once. And then I have decided that if I actually fell off doing it, I'm just raving here, people. I'd have to send flares up because there is no way I can lift this body onto a kayak. So anyway, be praying for me. But that's, I mean, trying girls. All right, okay, so hopefully we've got our sisterhood here, our Aussie sisterhood. We've got college students still being a part of this, amen, and always friends from around the world. And um, you're awesome. Father God, I thank you for each and every girl who has gathered today. I thank you, Father, you have a sweet agenda for today. And Lord, we commit ourselves to you. I welcome your Holy Spirit to come. And when I get to chat with Amanda, Father God, I pray that your spirit will just permeate this conversation. And in your name, Jesus, we welcome you. Amen. If you, if you believe that, say amen. All right. So big, okay. Coffee, caffeinating, empty. I had a couple of things in my hand. 
communion cup because girls i am still praying for you all right so every now and then i receive communion i pray for you that you're going to be well and strong in jesus name i want to, to let you know that that we're not forgetting about that and as a church we are here for you if you've got anything going on in your life that you need help you just put your hand up you talk to campus pastors because this is who we are we are church in jesus name amen and um, i'm sorry for those who are experiencing um lockdowns again i don't know this COVID thing what is happening but honestly um it's happening yeah it's just happening so california is like uh closed down again it's not like total lockdown but everything's closed again and so i just wrote down here in my notes i just thought you know this pandemic we can kind of look at it three ways girls listen we can rise up and we can see this thing crushed in jesus name okay with prayer like really to get serious or we can um learn to live with it and get on with life i hear some leaders saying that they're like you know we cannot just keep this world shut down um so we've got to learn how to live with this thing and manage it so that's that's an alternative so we need to be praying for governments we need to be praying for those in authority who actually um are working on um solutions and vaccines and medications in, in the meantime and or third we can just get complacent and we can just accept it as this is 21st century life and i don't think that outcome is great so we need to be Alarm keeps going off, but <laughs> it's reminding me that it's five o'clock here. Um, praying, okay, and so again, that midday baby midday thing, and um, those prayers by a number of our girls are actually actually over on the Hillsong Sisterhood site. And to be honest, I couldn't find them myself, so I've asked Katie, who um, is on the team, to put them into a few places so we're not forgetting, amen? And let's really take hold of this and really be praying that some great um, solutions can come, hey, because it's getting a bit boring. And um, it's school holidays for some of you, but listen up, um, I realize that, not everyone, but I've just decided that we're gonna just keep pressing on with these sisterhood mornings regardless, because hey, listen to me, darlings, it's not, even if it's holidays or vacation time, it's not like you have to bundle up the whole, <clears throat> caboodle and like get yourself to a campus you just need to switch on and be part of this and you can do that whether you're sitting in the sunshine or you're skiing and snowing or watching the rain outside all right so we're going to keep doing this and um we've proven that you know i can throw it to the girls sometimes and they can do a beautiful and stunning job and last week was gorgeous absolutely gorgeous so again thank you carolee um and robert for that beautiful conversation you you put much tender love and care into the preparation of that and it was felt and i also want to say girls if i may just thank you thank you for like praying for me and speaking on sunday on like big church <laughs> hallelujah big church and um when you were talking when robert and carol you were, were were talking and ministering um i was literally just um in the studio and um you know i could feel the anointing of god and so i've had beautiful feedback from from last week hallelujah and um, we've got a treat coming brian's actually down there right now and we've got a treat coming for sunday so stay posted on that but anyway i thought it would be great i've done 11 minutes of ranting but um hello alida beautiful um i thought it would be great today to hear from the other half of the ferguson duo 
Does that sound like a plan, all right? So we're gonna hear from the beautiful, beautiful Amanda Ferguson. And I always spell her name incorrectly. It's two S's, but that aside. So I'm gonna dial her up and um, she is, because she doesn't have an Instagram, she's talking to us from the Color Sisterhood Instagram. Okay, so bear with me, my darlings. Mm-hmm, there we go. Amen, beautiful. I'm just waiting for her to come, which is awesome, connecting. <gasps> there you are, beautiful Amanda Ferguson. Welcome to Sisterhood Morning. Thank you. This is very weird being on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. You look delicious. You look amazing. It's the most beautiful backdrop of all those beautiful leaves and trees behind you. Are you well? Very well, yes. Very well, enjoying just a beautiful sunny morning after some rain. Okay. I heard that it had been raining in Sydney, so um, I miss my garden. It'll probably be luscious and green over there. I'm just going to say something to the girls. I'm With all these weeks of doing sisterhood, I've actually been learning some um, realities with um, Instagram Live. And the thing is that when you banter and when we banter and chat across each other and affirm and say, oh, yes, or... <laughs> the sound cuts out. So I'm going to try not to do that today and be more precise so we don't have that problem, okay? So these are the things that you live and learn along the way in Jesus' name. So Robert did such a great job last week, Amanda. Were you proud of him? Oh, he was lovely. I was crying. It was really beautiful, yeah. And lovely to see him and Carolee. You know, she's a bit like an extra daughter and there's that lovely connection there. Absolutely beautiful connection. And, you know, I think one of the keys when chatting on these is to actually have a natural rapport with people. And I knew that she actually had that with, with you and Robert and with your family. And so incredible. So I'm, I'm just going to get to it because I think we've got some great questions and I don't want to do all of the talking today. By the way, I'm holding a mask, people. Do you love this? Can you see it? This is what we have to wear. So I've got my not today mask, which I have been known Amanda to walk out with it upside down so you know <laughs> so not only not today devil it's also upside down in Jesus name so I'm going to throw that away so let me just um for those who perhaps don't know because there will be people um connecting who don't truly know you from outside of our Hillsong world perhaps so I love saying this what am, girls what am I going to say right now the very first thing that I'm going to say about everybody about Amanda I'm going to say she is known by many and loved by all because that is actually true of this beautiful sisterhood and community of women that we get to do life with. You're married to Robert, obviously. How many years have you been married, Amanda? Uh, 44 next month. That's extremely good, 44 years. I've been married 43, so you're just a, a tiny bit ahead of us, amen? So you are English born and raised, which is lovely, and that's very, very obvious. Um, you, you, we were chatting earlier and you told me that you came to Sydney in um, 1990 and you initially came for two years at the invitation of Brian's dad. Um, they were back in the days of um, Christian Life Centre in the city. You originally came for two years to head up what was the Bible College back in the day and that's like 30 years ago. That's crazy. That's crazy. I can't believe where it's gone. I know. <laughs> we, we always say you know when we 
came to Australia, we didn't realize that then, you know, our children would marry you know, Australians, well, sort of Australians, and, you know, that our future would be completely changed. God had plans. <laughs> do you still call Australia, do you call Australia home or do you still call England home? Look, we'll always <laughs> love England, um, but Australia is home. Definitely. We support the Australian cricket team, um, you know, in the ashes, which is seen as absolute, you know, uh, yeah. betrayal by my family back home. <laughs> That's all right. Brian is all things Australian until the All Blacks play and then he supports New Zealand. So it's OK. We're allowed to do this. You have three beautiful children, which I'm going to ask you to tell us about in a moment, but Catherine, Eleanor, and Andrew. You have seven grandchildren, stunning grandchildren. Um, I want to say, Amanda, from the, from the outset that you are an integral, integral, you and Robert, but you are an integral part of our house. And to be honest, you, um, you and Robert, but you are loyal friends and you are loyal and faithful co-laborers with Brian and I. And, um, you know, when I, when I mentioned to Brian earlier this week, um, I said, what shall I do for sisterhood? And, I, and then I said, shall I, shall I get Amanda on? Because it makes sense. We had Robert last week and, you, and, he, and this is what he said. He went, absolutely, absolutely. Amanda is greatly respected in our church. And so I love that. You are a trainer for everyone who doesn't know. You're a trainer and a, a lecturer and more than that, um, at our college teaching a variety of subjects. You are an author. You've written a beautiful book um, about songwriting. What is the title of that book? Tell us again. Songs of Heaven. Good. Yes. <laughs> Songs of Heaven. Absolutely lovely. So I don't have a copy of it here in California, but I do at home. And, you know, amongst many things, pastoring, loving people, just being part of the core um, eldership and, 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 and wonder of our church. Um, you and Rob do a lot of things. In a, you know, I don't know if people know this, but you guys play a, a, quite a strong part in um, oversighting the songwriting um, as in the songwriters submit songs and you look at it quite, you look at the theory and the theology of that and um, are a great blessing and many of the other curriculums that are around. And I just want to say, if I may, Amanda, that you are a safe place for me. You're a safe place. I'm going to look you in the eye right now and I'm saying you are a safe place for me. And, you know, um, truly if there was something, I'm saying this for all the girls to hear because this is the power of sisterhood. It's my alarm again. It's going to go off all right through this but um you know if there was something that was troubling me um i would have no hesitation in speaking to you and i think i have on occasions and i'll tell you someone else who's um extremely trustworthy in my life is margaret agajanian because you are prayer warriors and you hold confidence in the most beautiful way and so i'm i'm grateful for that friendship and do you know i think something like that i'm just gonna throw a little bit of wisdom in here something like that it, it actually it exemplifies maturity. It exemplifies um, just a maturity and a, and a longevity that I think comes with realizing that when we're doing life with people and we're doing length of days with people, we're actually going to see the good, the bad, and the ugly sometimes of each other's journey. And yet when we can pray for one another um, with um, the Holy Spirit in that mix um, and believe in faith, 
for you know the best to be in people's lives you know that's that's actually a very powerful thing so i want to thank you for that amanda quite publicly i want to say i love you very very much and now i'm going to get very fast spirit of like carolee just came over me um <laughs> yeah well i love i love you too bobby and i find it incredible honor for you to say that to me i find that very humbling um and uh, it's my privilege because you carry so much. If there's any tiny bit we can do to help um, lighten the load, or sh you, you know, and, yeah. and especially in prayer, uh, that's yeah. an honor. Well, thank you, Amanda. And you're, you are a prayer warrior. All right, sweetheart. I've called this morning like um, Chat Some Gold with the lovely Amanda Ferguson. So please, please take a moment. Like, I'm going to get you to do the talking, but. Honestly, tell us about your family because I think that's important. And like, tell us what you love and what you maybe see as gold within each of your children because your children are unique and they are different. And I think it's important as a mum to see, like, we all obviously love, but to also see and the power of seeing the gold in them and the God given. So tell us about your kids and your family. Oh, wow, well, what a joy. Um, well, all three children have got the justice gene. Um, they all care in their different ways. Um, Catherine, of course, especially passionate about justice, but she also has this amazingly strategic brain that can somehow put right. legs to it, which I'm in amazement at. Yeah. <laughs> but what some people may not know is that she's also very pastoral. Yeah. And she is a very generous and kind person, and I hugely admire her. Um, Andrew, uh, who most of you won't know, is amazingly creative. Mm -hmm. He is um, an artist, he's got a way with words, he's a deep thinker. Um, he's very affectionate because he's my son. Um, he's, he's very funny. Um, and he's a very hard worker, works long hours, um, and loves his family. And then Eleanor, my youngest, who's in Cape Town, um, she is a lover of Jesus. Yeah. And she's a worshipper. And she has a heart for the poor, great compassion, um, very gentle person, and quite quirky when you see her on her home territory. That um that quirky element, you know, like you said, Andrew is funny, and well, I don't really know Andrew that well because he's lived overseas and and what have you. I I get to work very very close with Catherine, as everyone knows, and um everything you said is actually true. And um I actually I actually text her to say, do you think your mum would come on with me? And then Eleanor, I miss I miss seeing her because you know we would have gone to Cape Town. I would have gone to Cape Town and um, for colour this year, but and gotten to see her and Kevin and the family. And so I'm grateful for your children also. But I think that quirky thing could be the English coming out of you. You know, I don't know. I love I love English British humour actually. So um, Amanda, you live with Robert, obviously. <laughs> 
you get to see Robert. Yeah, you get to see Robert close range, and that's always intriguing for people sometimes because uh, some, sometimes profile couples, you know, people can look at them and go, "What are they really like? What would it be? What, what would it be like to be a fly in the wall in the in the lounge room or the living room or something?" But is there is there one prevailing quality that you see in Robert as a human being that you that you love and adore? I mean, obviously he's a teacher and he's devoted to that, but as just as a human being. I think well, there'd be two words I'd use. Faithfulness would be one. He's been faithful to his God all the years I've known him. He's faithful to me and to my family. We trust him completely. And he's faithful to his church. And that absolutely sums him up. And then integrity would be the other one. He loves truth and he hates deception of any type. Um, and so those would be two qualities that I absolutely see in him. Yeah. I think over the many, many years of knowing you guys, um, you know, there's a side to Robert that's so strong, you know, even on the platform, like, I'm like, wow, don't mess with Robert. Yet, I also know that there's a very soft side and a vulnerable side. And so, um, you know, I had to laugh last week. I hope this doesn't sound wrong. But, you know, he's like, he and Carolee were talking about how Robert loves to throw people under the bus. Well, he doesn't always like being thrown under the bus. <laughs> And so, I mean, I'm a bit like that as well. And um, so it kind of made me smile a little bit. But um, he's always present and he's always, um, he's always a trustworthy. Like he's always exactly what you said, faithful. And, and Brian and I so appreciate that. All right, here we go, Amanda. So your daughter said this of you. I, when I was texting her and asking her, would mum come on? And she said, mum, I quote, she said, mum is our family's secret weapon. She said she's quiet and she's often behind the scenes, but she's actually pretty awesome, which is actually a beautiful compliment. It is actually a very beautiful compliment. I think it is um, an aspiring quality, an aspiring goal for girls who are listening on right now. Mum is our secret weapon. And, you know, um, I... Like, I hope it doesn't sound vain for me to say this, but my, my kids on different times when we've had... Um, big anniversaries or whatever, my children have sometimes said, oh, mum of me, they'll say, mum is the rock in our family. So this is a question I want to present to you for the girls and take your time with this, Amanda, because we're, we're not in a hurry here. But like, what does it take, sweetheart? What does it take for a spouse and for a family to say that of you, to say, you know what, mum is our secret weapon. Mum is a rock within our family. Like what price, actually, this is a big question, but what price and what devotion and in some ways what sacrifice does it take for that not just a romantic oh mum is our secret weapon but really what does that take over a lifetime what a beautiful thing for her to say i'm going to treasure <laughs> that um and i think probably as you would say i don't deserve such kind words you know i've not always been the perfect mother um <laughs> But I think there's a, there's a few things that for me have been important and maybe this is why um, they see me the way they do. Um, one is that I've always loved Jesus most. Um, I think a problem often in families is when as a parent you make an idol of your children. You put 
them above everything else. And that's too much pressure for any child. Um, and that sense of that they are loved and that they're a priority, but Jesus comes first. Wow. That's always been um, important. But then linked to that is that I've always tried to love them unconditionally. Mm. Uh, that sense of um, whatever they do, I believe even them, I'm, I want to be their biggest cheerleader. And I'm not in competition with them. I think sometimes we can see in families a sense of competing yeah. with one another. Um, but my my prayer is that they will be more than I could ever have been. Um, you know, there's no competition there. And perhaps the most important one, and you would agree with this, I know, Bobby, I think we're very similar in many ways with family, is that I pray for them. I pray yeah. for them constantly. Wow. Um, I fight for them in prayer. And maybe that's part of what Catherine is aware of when she calls me a, a secret weapon because that is such a calling isn't it to pray for your family and your extended family you know i i couldn't agree with you more and you know those are like you you gave like four four things right then i was actually taking those but um they sound so simple and they sound so some ways romantic you know but actually it's a discipline for all of those things and you know I love that you would say Jesus first um I love that you would say that because without him we are lost and I think that is something Amanda that on Sunday morning it was like this is the greatest gift that we can actually give to this world right now actually is um just for Christ to be unveiled in our lives and in the church of Jesus Christ and I actually think that there's a there's an attack going. I think there's a shake. The whole world is experiencing a shaking. I think the body of Christ is having been shaken. And I think leaders and, and believers are being shaken. But, you know, we're being shaken in the fire. We're being, sh we're being shaken so that um, we can actually go forward and bear more fruit. And so I think that's so important, Jesus. Unconditional love, absolutely, because our children are all different. And um, and what you said, no, no sense of co competitiveness or prayer and you know, that, again, that takes discipline. It takes discipline to pray. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Amanda. I, I don't know if I, you know, when my children were really little and then they started to become teenagers and show, you know, interest in the opposite sex as in a partner, I was like, oh, gosh, I don't even know if I've actually been praying for their partners. And so I had to arrest that in my life. And, and even now when there's stuff going on and that you're like, okay, we've got to go to Jesus first. So I, I love that you would, you would say that. You're amazing. I want to draw on some of your wisdom, um, just um, not necessarily one-liners. You can take as long as you like. But if you just had one gem of wisdom for the girls um, on any of these categories, what might it be? So, for example, a gem of wisdom, and you can chuck more in if you want to, but a gem of wisdom for, example, a young bride, a young bride who's just starting out in life, what would you say? We have a scripture that has been over our marriage um, all, all our lives, and it is this. Proverbs 4, verse 18. I think um, Brian quoted it recently. It says this, The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, mm -hmm. shining ever brighter. 
excuse me, till the full light of day. So the path of the righteous is like the, the morning sun shining ever brighter till the full light of day. Rob always says, your wedding day should be the worst day of your marriage because the path shines brighter. So I, I think that. if I'm talking to a young bride, I would say, be patient. Life is long. You're not going to fix everything, sort everything out in the first month or year or even decade. Yeah. Um, so be patient and be hopeful because God's plan is for today to be the best day of your marriage and tomorrow to be even better. I love that. I think also sometimes when the bubble bursts, you know, a new marriage, the bubble bursts, it's like, hey, the bubble just didn't burst. The love bubble didn't burst. It's just like welcome to reality. Welcome to actually being knit together, joined and knit together in life. Amen. Would you have a gem of wisdom for a bride of um, many decades? <laughs> like me. <laughs> Look, I think um, I would say don't settle keep working on your marriage. Mm. Um, I remember when we'd been married 20 years, we had a long talk and we said, do we want the next 20 years to look like the past 20? And if not, what are we going to do to improve it? And, you know, even in this lockdown, we've had some, you know, quite full and frank conversations because yeah. we're not used to always being yeah. in each other's space all the time. But we had a choice between having those conversations and finding a way forward or becoming really, you know, irritable with each other. Mm. And I have to say, we are now loving this season, but we had to communicate. Mm. But I do think one of the biggest, and, and I know you will agree with me on this one, Bobby, but one of the biggest keys to a long and happy marriage is a shared calling. Um, we both are passionate about what we are called to do. And that keeps us um, together when sometimes we could get irritated with each other. We remember that it's much more than just about the two of us. Yeah. Um, we're about something much bigger. I know. It's actually very, very true. It's, it's the conviction that pulls you forward. It's the conviction, hopefully, that took you down an aisle and you married this person. Amen. And um, I think that's very powerful. And I, I think it's important. I'm glad to be talking to you and hearing from you today because I do feel that COVID um, is stretching the you know, limits of, of some people. Um, I mean, obviously. But um, I think it, it's good to be reminded. And that's probably why, you know, I'm going to get Holly on because, you know, there's anointing on her. Back in the day, she used to teach to marriage and to relationships or the likes of Helen Burns, obviously. So just be encouraged. Amen. Take wisdom here. How about a mum, a gem of wisdom for the, a young mum with young children? <laughs> that's a, a long ago season now. Um, <laughs> But I do remember a moment. I'd been traveling with our um, evangelistic team with an evangelistic tent. And then suddenly I was at home with Catherine, who was a baby, and thinking, so now what? You know, yeah. and um, God spoke to me and 
I strongly sensed him saying, you know, in history's pages, if anyone writes anything about you, it could be that being Catherine's mother is the most significant thing that they remember. Not you being a teacher, not you writing a book on songwriting. Um, and he reminded me that Mary is known as the mother of Jesus. That's what she's known as. And that being a mother is such a calling in and of itself. And so that obviously wasn't just about Catherine, that was about my other children as well. And now I've <clears throat> I feel it about my grandchildren. Um, but that sense of, of calling um, has never left me. But on the other side, I'd also say, just enjoy them, play with them. You know, I used to wear out the knees on my jeans all the time and I thought, what's with this? And suddenly they weren't being worn out anymore. But it was because when they were little, I was always kneeling on the floor and playing with them. Um, and it was usually a pretty dirty floor because I spent more time playing than cleaning. Um, but you never regret not cleaning. You do regret not playing. Mm. <laughs> Amen. Well, you know, tragically, I have a little bit of an anal side to me, if you're allowed to say that, you know. So I have to stop myself just cleaning up after them because that's how I... Okay, sorry, that was the alarm again. But um, yeah, so I have to like, I have to choose not to do that, like because, hallelujah. All right, um, just one gem for um, maybe an older or a more mature mum who's got adult children, because that is like an art, staying connected with adult children. You got anything? Yeah, I think. Um cultivating their friendship treasuring their friendship i think one of the things that andrew said that he loves about being an adult is that we're all friends together now and that that is a really important thing and that means you have to respect them you have to respect the fact that they are now adults with their own careers they're mm -hmm you know, parents themselves, we have to respect them. They're no longer our children. We don't get to tell them what to do anymore. Um, if they ask for our advice, we give it, but we don't necessarily offer it unasked. Yeah. Um, but for me, one of the greatest joys in life is um, just hanging out with my adult children, whether, you know, by Zoom or in in person wonderful my ben texted me last night and he is here and he goes um mum i want to have coffee with you because i know he wants to like share what's on his heart and and then the other one whom you've had many conversations with joel you know seriously i could have died of COVID and he wouldn't even know but um <laughs> i joke i joke joel kind of but anyway you know um seriously he's like the guy that it's like feast or famine with joel you either you either have him for like three hours straight where he just talks to you or it's a famine. So they're all different. You've got to figure it out. Got any wisdom for um, 
the girls who are, who are single, who are solo, I, I know we chatted a few Instagrams back earlier with um, some great women on that, but what wisdom do you have? Because you get to rub shoulders with students and college um, and what have you and young people. So just a gem of wisdom for the girls today. Um, don't buy into the lie that you're a second-class citizen. Um, Jesus and Paul model that a single life can be a fulfilled, as fulfilled as a married life. Um, and so don't, don't hang around waiting to get married before you do all that God has put on your heart to do. Um, and I think as a church, we don't always, and I'm not talking about Hillsong specifically, but as the church, we don't always communicate that as well as we could yeah. to the single people in our congregation. And, you know, a lot of people are single because they've been divorced, they're carrying pain, um, you know, they may never have been married, or they may not be married because they are same-sex attracted and don't feel they can get married. And to keep hearing people saying, oh, you know, when are you going to get married or whatever, is to add an extra burden yeah. that is yeah. unfair. Yeah. We need to celebrate everybody, regardless of their marital status or not. Absolutely. Yeah, I think sometimes we don't mean to. I think sometimes, you know, our conversation, we don't mean to, but we actually are. Like I remember once getting in the car with, with um, someone who picked us up overseas and um, I had an assistant with me who was, you know, not not as a single person. And, the, you know, the person picking us up didn't mean to, but straight away they were like, oh, I, you know, is, have you got someone in your life? Are you married? Are you, what, you know, have you found someone? And I, I just... Like it upset me a little bit because I'm like, is that the starting point all the time? No, it's not, you know. And so um, the person who's probably listening, I'm talking about is listening right now and going, amen, Pastor Bob. Okay, um, real quick because I've got a, a, a bigger question to ask you. Um, got a gem of wisdom for a young leader and then maybe a gem of wisdom for a leader who's been around the block for, um, you know, a few decades because that's important too. Okay, for a young leader, I'd say be teachable. I was a bit arrogant, and I'm ashamed to say, when I was a young leader in my church. I'd done a degree in theology. Most of our church in Nottingham was sort of blue-collar. They'd all left school at 15, including the pastors. And, and I realized, looking back, that I was not as teachable as I could have been. And I'm so grateful for a very firm pastor who took me in hand and slapped me around a bit, as did his wife, um, and taught me how to serve by example and taught me so much when I finally started learning. So do as I say, not as I did originally. <laughs> And then um, for older leaders, I think it's about investing in the next generation, um, looking, hoping to see them become all that they can become. Some of the things that I love so much, writing training manuals for our wonderful college, please come to college, everyone. Um, 
but writing training manuals to set up our young trainers when they're doing tutorials or um, running coaching groups with our wonderful third years, you know, or even checking song lyrics for our young songwriters to help them to be the best they can be. I think you, you were always talking about this, that, you know, the older generation should be looking to sow into the younger generations. Nothing more satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have to have a sense of um, longevity and eternity to do that. And I think when, as you get older, like we're in our 60s now, you actually have to find your confidence as an older leader to be able to invest in the younger. Because if you're still grappling with your own personhood, your own identity, your own sense of worth and value, you're not going to do that easily. And we've seen leaders do that across the landscape of many decades. And I think that is one thing, if I may say that about Brian, is he genuinely believes in um, the potential of people. He genuinely believes in raising up others and empowering them. He's not a um, timid leader, as in to protect what is important and what is the very heart and soul of what God has called us to. But he is extremely, he's probably more releasing than I am, actually. So I learned from him in that regard. So it's beautiful. Um, okay, this is a bigger question and uh, we're doing okay with time. But, you know, I think, I think there can be a tension between that which is idealistic and that which is realistic. realistic. And so, Amanda, you, we've already uh, um, determined this and, and you've said, but you have a heart for justice. And I believe justice um, today can be defined in many, many ways. Like there's a lot of descriptions of justice, but I think justice is um, like a love for what is right and for what is correct. That is actually true justice. So maybe you spoke to this before, but were you idealistic as a young woman? You said you're a little bit arrogant as a leader, um, young leader, but were you idealistic? Um, and have you got any wisdom for young people who are sometimes unrealistically idealistic that's a great <laughs> question um yeah i was idealistic um i nearly got expelled from my school in my final year at school because i took around um a petition to ban the sale of small arms to south africa during the apartheid era and my headmistress summoned me and said if i got any more signatures i'd be expelled so, yeah, I was idealistic, maybe not wise, but uh, <clears throat> I cared deeply um, about justice even before I became a Christian. Um, yeah. I was very left-wing before I became a Christian, and I cared from that point of view. And then when I became a Christian, it just got deepened. I actually believe it's the job of young people to be idealistic. The kingdom of God is an ideal it's about, you know, a world that we don't yet see, but that we want to bring about. So I've got no problem with them being idealistic. I don't even mind if they're a bit unrealistic. But what I would encourage them to do is to listen to wisdom. Yeah. So I think the danger is that when we get older, um, we can become a bit cynical you know we've seen it all before you know i supported um the civil rights movement back in the 60s and how much has changed you know and you can become cynical but actually things did change mm. but things change slowly and with time yeah. i've come to realize that so i think be idealistic but be ready 
to listen to wisdom, to listen to um, practical steps that you can take rather than thinking you've got to fix the world at once. And this is what I think um, Brian is doing so well at the moment, is that he is absolutely listening to the passion and the heart of the, the young people in our church. Um, and then he is taking time to craft some wise steps that'll make lasting difference. And we actually need both. We do need both. And, um, and that is true about Brian. And I'm just going to say this again and just keep echoing it and echo you, Amanda. But like he has always led our church with wisdom. You know, he's not perfect. We're not perfect. We're, you know, pioneering anything of magnitude and kingdom influence is messy at times. Pioneering is messy, and you know it's an idea. It's an idealist. It's an it's an ideal in, in college or whatever. But when you actually start to actually pioneer anything and cut kingdom territory, it is messy at times. And the one thing he has always done is led with wisdom and led and given things time to breathe. And that that is you know. And even he gave. Um, voice to this at our staff meeting this week. He's like, I know some people might want him to be moving a bit faster, but seriously, this is, these are centuries old problems and it's not gonna happen overnight. And we wanna address it well and right in Jesus' name, whatever we're talking about here. But I wrote down in context of that because we have a lot of young leaders in our, in our world. We have a lot of very young and getting in their 40s leaders. And um, sometimes we see this. And I, I just wrote down here, the fulfillment of a dream, it takes a lifetime. And to be ide idealistic in the most perfect sense, correct, is, like, is to have a dream. And we should have a dream, like you just said, Amanda. But the fulfillment of a dream takes a lifetime. And here's some wisdom from Annie Bobby here, girls. Um, you know, like sometimes we encounter speed bumps along the way of that dream. And they're not obstacles. They are actually God-given speed bumps that I think God puts into the journey to slow us down for our safety, you know, actually for our safety, because again, everything isn't achieved overnight. And, you know, when we're working and we're crafting the kingdom of God and his cause, we're working with people and it, people are on a journey of life. So I love that. Um, again, one more big question, 48, we've got to come, we can, yeah, praise the Lord. Um, I think you may have already answered this. My question was, you know, obviously we're living in rapidly changing days. Um, I think leadership is becoming more and more complex and challenging, actually. Um, I, I don't want to change the tone here, but there are a lot of, um, there are a number of young pastors who actually have taken their lives, who have committed suicide because the pressures are changing and increasing. Um, so, you know, here in LA, um, it, it's a fact. Uh, um, I mean, Brian said to me the other day, leaders are under a lot of pressure. They're just under a lot of pressure. The world is changing um, for good, but it is changing. There are pressures that are being felt in a heightened way. So do you have just, uh, hard, just a, a gem of wisdom for this now generation? You probably answered it, Amanda, but a gem of wisdom for this now generation. Look, I mean, it's just going to sound simple or simplistic. Um, but, you know, we hear a lot about developing resilience and there are lots of psychological keys and all of that. 
But the bottom line is that we need to learn to cast our cares on him. Yeah. Um, that yeah. we need to put our focus on Jesus. We need to look to the word. You know, these are things we hear a million times, but I know that when life is difficult and there have been times, not only now, but in recent years where we face challenges, that the, the key for me is to run to the rock that is higher than I, is to run into his arms and look to his word for wisdom and look to his word for life. Amen. Amen. All right, these are one-liners. One Favourite colour? Ooh, um, isn't that weird? I can't immediately think green, I think, probably. Perfect. And I'm wearing green today. Favourite <clears throat> food? Um, Italian. Perfect. Favourite child? <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Don't have to answer that one. Armchair or beach? Armchair. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> there was nothing more beautiful than sitting in a big armchair by a sizzling, like, crackling fire. I love that. I mean, who really wants to, like, put up with the beach and the sand? Hallelujah. Movie or book? Book. Favourite psalm and why? Ooh. Um, Favourite psalm. I think um, Psalm 22 because it was the psalm that Jesus quoted on the cross. It was the psalm that his father inspired his ancestor to write, to give him strength to go through the cross. So it's very precious to me. Same. Very, very sobering, very humbling, very humbling. Which is why on Sunday I said, you know, let's be humbled by Salvation Church. Let's just be humbled by it in Jesus' name. Um, favorite season of your life? Sorry, missed that. Favorite season of your life? Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say now because my path is getting brighter. Perfect. Does anything agitate you? Look, lots of things can agitate me, um, particularly if I get too caught up in news feeds and so on. So back to keep my eyes on Jesus and I'll stay calm. <laughs> True. Um, is there been a silver lining for you personally in this season, Amanda? Yeah, a couple. Um, apart from learning new skills on Zoom as a teacher, um, just loving the everyday moments. Rob and I go for a walk in the park. He talked about it last week, every day. And looking at parrots. I've never seen so many parrots. Um, chatting to him. Time to do that. It's very special. And then Saturday nights, we have a family Zoom. Um, it's breakfast for Elle in Cape Town. But we all gather on Zoom. We have a breakout room for the grandkids. But the eight adults, we sit and we talk, sometimes for hours, and it's been so special and so, um, yeah, that's been a real treat. I love that. Uh, and just finally, um, is there a life verse that you would share with the girls today? Just a life verse. 
Look, there's various life verses, but there was a verse I particularly wanted to share today that's been on my heart in this season, and it's John 16, 33. And Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. So our peace is found in him. He knows exactly what's going on. Um, nothing is surprising him. But he tells us to take heart because he has already overcome the world. I love that. Thank you so much, Amanda. And you know what? I'm going to get you to pray. We've got just one or two minutes left. Um, ideally, we need to keep this under 60 minutes. But um, what do you think you're going to do when you see Jesus? <laughs> well, apart from that, I haven't a clue. I think my, what I imagine is that when I can finally pull my head up from the floor where I've been worshipping for the last thousand years or so, <laughs> I think what I hope is that there will be a sense of recognition yeah. that I'll say, oh, it's you. It was you all along. Yeah, wow. That I won't be looking to stranger, I will be looking at my beloved. Yeah. That's what yeah. I hope. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. And thank you for doing this. And I'm just going to ask you to pray for the girls. Amen. Would you just pray for them? Father, Father, I thank you for all these wonderful girls who are watching this Instagram this morning. Father, I pray that something of what Bobby and I have been talking about will just drop into their spirits, whatever that may be. Father, that you will have your way with every word that we've spoken, um, that it will bring forth fruit. And Father, I pray that for those who are feeling insecure and afraid at the moment, I pray that that word, that we can take heart because we can have peace in you, Jesus. I pray that that will just be a reality for everyone today in your name. Amen. Amen. I'll say amen like an English bell. <laughs> amen. All right. Just stay there, Amanda. Okay, I'll say goodbye to you and then I'll just say goodbye to the girls. All right. I love you, sweetheart. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. How lovely was that? Amen. Amen in Jesus' name. Okay, love you girls. I really pray that's been a blessing. And, you know, if you've watched this live or you're going to catch up with it a little bit later, um, you know, if there's any gold in there, why don't you just take the initiative, girls, and, and share this? You know, you know how to do that. You can kind of share the whole thing. And um, let's continue to remember that it's not just about us. It's about others. And so we love you. And we continue to pray for you, Brian and I. So so honored to be doing life with you and um you know we're gonna have a great sunday got a bit of a surprise coming um i'll let brian make that announcement and um we've got a heart and soul coming up for our church and uh towards the end of the month and then somewhere in that mix because the scheduling's a little bit different i want to do something um in context of sisterhood united night but i kind of got to invent it and 
find the reality to actually make that happen. It's not quite as simple as it sounds. So thank you for being with us. I hope that you're well and that you're strong. In Jesus' name, be kind to one another. Again, if you need any kind of pastoral help, be sure just to put your hand up and someone will see this in here hopefully. But, you know, again, we've got locations and campuses all around the world and we're here to serve you in Jesus' name. Amen. So be safe, be strong, and we'll see you soon. All right. Thank you for coming on today. Ta-da. See you later. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.